Hello, I'm Daniel. This is my podcast, Sharpening the Mind. I am a meditation teacher and also a labor activist in Kansas City, Missouri. I teach classes in meditation and Buddhism at the Rime Buddhist Center, as well as a few other places. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Hello, I'm Daniel. Our meditation practice can help us soften our rough edges. This is an analogy that I've seen more than once. More than once. People like to make this connection. We are like rocks with sharp edges, and we've got to get polished so we can be smooth. We are doing the work of polishing ourselves. Um, Another way to think about it that's relating that I'm relating to right now is um, in my work, there are some employees I represent who work in a cave and um, wow, I'd have to unpack a lot to explain that. But um, there's employees I represent who work in a cave and that cave, like parts of the ceiling fall down sometimes. And like when that's happening consistently, they have to hire a company to come like scrape the ceiling or put net up or whatever. And maybe this isn't that meaningful and I'm losing the thread here. But uh, the point is we could also say we're like a cave ceiling and parts fall down and it's jagged and it's deadly. Um, The same way we're like sharp, sharp rocks. Okay. And so if we use the rock analogy, we're saying that we're polishing the rocks. And if we use the, cave ceiling analogy we can say we're scraping we're scraping our ceiling i think i lost it a little there but we'll keep going so how do we do this how do we polish ourselves we do it by cultivating virtue meditation and insight or sometimes we use the word wisdom instead of insight but it represents the same thing these three things are like our polishing tools and We are applying them to our rough edges in hopes that we can be a little more mindful, a little more compassionate, a little more wise. And if we're really diligent, maybe it can be a lot more of those things. Maybe it can be a lot more. A lot of people seem to talk these days about how meditation practice can make you more focused and maybe help you do your job better or help you be more attentive or help you make better choices. And that's true. That's all true. But sometimes it seems like the rest of the message can get lost. Meditation can help us learn how to do all those things, but it can also make us more wholehearted, more open-minded, more loving, more compassionate, many other things. Meditation practice can make you for want of a better term, a better person, a better person, a more complete person, a more genuine person. It can make your center love rather than your center selfishness. Although the truth is sometimes that will only happen if you set that intention. I'm meditating to be a more complete person, but also sometimes it can happen all by itself, whether you like it or not. People come to meditation to get better at their jobs and they realize they, they, or 
to have more patience dealing with stress. That's a big one. And then they realize that they're becoming a nicer person without intending to. They're becoming a nicer person without intending to. And um, I need to mention this. Some people say you absolutely shouldn't talk about goals in meditation, about achieving anything, about trying to get better at anything, whatever, whatever. And I respectfully disagree with that view. I respectfully disagree with that view. I do think that we can easily get off track if we're thinking about goals too much, if we're talking about goals too much. And I've said that before, I think. But the truth is we're doing this for a reason. We're doing this because something is wrong in our lives or we need something or we have some failure or we just want to work on self-improvement. And those are, those are some of the reasons people come to this practice. And it's not just, we're not doing it just to do it. Although the, some people say you should meditate just because that's what Buddhas do. You should meditate just to meditate. Um, and I, again, I'm sympathetic to that view, but I think I, I don't think we should shame ourselves if we're coming to meditation with goals in mind to help us manage anxiety, to help us manage stress, to help us manage depression, to help us connect with the people in our lives, to help. And additionally, like those, those other ideas, like to help us achieve in our careers or to help us do well in school. If, if you're at that age to be in school or whatever, right? We do med meditation can have all sorts of benefits. And it can also soften our rough edges. So we aren't pushing back against the world all the time. So we aren't making enemies out of everything all the time. So we aren't getting eaten up by things that don't really matter. We get wrecked by trivial things sometimes. Right, We get irritated by things that don't impact our lives at all. We get in arguments with strangers on the internet. Right, What's the point of that? That doesn't do anything for us. It just makes us frustrated. And we get caught up in those kinds of things. And it doesn't serve us. And more importantly, it doesn't serve the world. It doesn't serve the world. Making enemies out of the world makes us unhappy and it makes other people unhappy. And the truth is meditation, our spiritual practice can make us in harmony with the world around us. And that doesn't get talked about enough, I feel, when we talk about meditation, but it's so significant and it's so important. We can really change our lives and change all of our relationships by just learning how to be kinder and to have equanimity and to be calmer and to focus on the things we want to focus on. We can make the world a better place by making ourselves better. It's actually the number one way we can make the world a better place. Self-improvement and self-care are things that matter. And we shouldn't let people tell us that these things don't matter. So... With all of that in mind, I want to present my own version of this analogy, this rough edges analogy. And people my age are going to get this. And people older and younger might not connect with it as well. I'm Generation X, but this is actually probably really meaningful to older millennials too. 
Um, so this is what my new analogy is. We are like Edward Scissorhands. And if you don't know it, that's a film where a guy has scissors for hands. Any effort I make to explain it will sound absurd, so please go watch it yourself. And in the film, the main character, who is Johnny Depp, this film, by the way, is from the 90s. From the 90s. And in the film, uh, 1990 to be exact, in the film, um, he has blades instead of fingers and they call them scissors, but like, they're like, I don't, I don't know. We don't need to go into it, but because he has this instead of real hands on both his hands, there's a lot of things he can't do. There's a lot of things he can't do. And also a lot of things that he can do that are just incredibly difficult, like holding things and opening doors. And it also means that he accidentally causes harm. It's very easy because he has these deadly things instead of fingers, it's very easy for him to cause harm. And he's actually a very gentle and person. He doesn't want to hurt anyone. He's pretty kind. And he can accidentally hurt people. His hands are very dangerous. They're sharp. They're sharp and they're very dangerous. And so why am I telling you about Edward Scissorhands, right? This is weird. Because we are like Edward Scissorhands. We are, you and me and everyone. Lots of things are hard for us. We all cause harm when we don't need to. We all make our share of bad decisions that hurt other people and bad decisions that hurt ourselves too, right? We hurt the people we care the most about and sometimes we do that without meaning to at all. Sometimes we hurt the people we care the most about and we really don't want to hurt them, but we do. And plenty of times in our lives, we do the wrong thing without meaning to. Often we try our best and we still fail. We make no mistake. It's possible to make no mistakes and still fail, right? And we usually don't want to hurt other people. But um, an aspect of this is We've all been hurt, hurt in our lives. We've all been kicked in the heart many times. And that is an aspect of our human lives. That is um, one of my teachers, Lama Lena, she, she told, told me that. We've all been kicked in the heart. We've all been kicked in the heart, so it's hard to have open hearts. It's hard to be loving and genuine because we've all been kicked in the heart, and that makes us close off. That makes us close off, and it, it, the truth is it makes us hurt others sometimes. Um, and maybe you've heard this. I've seen it on a bumper sticker. It is, hurt people hurt people. Hurt people hurt people. And so what's that mean? Well, that's not an excuse for bad behavior. Don't think I'm making an excuse for bad behavior. But we all need to be accountable for our behavior, and that's part of the teaching too. Part of the teaching is confess your faults, hold yourself accountable, try to do better, apologize, um, all of that. Even though we're we're hurting people because we're hurt at times. 
the truth is so many of us have had some level of trauma in our lives. It's an aspect of humanity. Um, and that can lead us to make mistakes that can lead us to make all sorts of bad decisions. And it can lead us to making mistakes, even when we're trying to do the right thing. Even when we're trying to do the right thing, none of us are perfect. None of us are perfect. So it could be said if we wanted to, that it's kind of like we have scissors for hands. Maybe we want to be gentle and we don't know how. Just like with Edward Scissorhands. Our spiritual practice our training in virtue, meditation, and insight has an important purpose. We're trying to turn our scissor hands into regular hands. Or maybe that's unattainable, and we're just trying to make them a little less sharp so we can cause a little less harm. Sometimes a little less sharp is all we can really wish for. We want to stop, at the very least, start with stop harming yourself. Stop, stop harming yourself. And then maybe we can extend that to stop harming the people you love, right? And then maybe we can extend that further and say stop causing harm. Stop causing harm, right? And be gentle with yourself. Be gentle with the world. My, my wish is that I can learn how to stop making enemies out of the world all the time. And my wish is that you can too. So that's my talk for today, and I hope that it is helpful. Have a good day. Thank you for listening, and have a good day.